This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Lift up your voice and just adore His name. Jesus, we worship you. We give you praise. Thank you for a precious night like this. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Thank you for grace to do your word, not just to be hearers. We worship you, Father. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Somebody put your hands together and give God praise. Can you just welcome as many of us as we can to church tonight? Let them know you are so happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do we sing a song? <laughs> Hallelujah. If you come to him. Okay, give us a song, Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you so glad tonight? All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like everybody's charged up already. <laughs> Amen. Just greet somebody by your side one more time. Tell them that Jesus loves you. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Let's read. Somewhere from God's word before we have our seat tonight. Matthew 26, verse 38. Matthew 26, 38. The Bible says, Then saith he, that's Jesus, unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. When there is trouble in your soul, it's time to pray. And at times, certain prayers cannot be prayed alone. So, Jesus said to them, that I'm very sorrowful. I need you guys to pray with me, but wait here. Just watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face. Let, verse 39. And fell on his face. Okay. And prayed, saying, Oh, Father. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Next verse. And he cometh to the disciples, and he findeth them asleep. <laughs> May those who should stand with you not be sleeping. Yeah. See, this passage, this place, <laughs> all right, God bless you, you can have your seats. Glory to God. Interestingly, if you read the Luke version of this place, that would be in Luke 22, verse 42. There is an addition to it that is not in Matthew. When he said that, Father, if thou be willing, 
remove this cup from me. This is Luke's version. Not my will, but thy be done. Then Matthew did not recall the next verse. That, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. They recognized that moment as a moment where he needed strength. I've been talking about prayer for a while. And that the other functions of prayer that people don't know. Prayer energizes your spirits to be able to operate against your flesh. Now, Galatians 5 already says, if we start from verse 16, the flesh lusted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And your flesh will not, the flesh won't leave you. So, there is a, always a sharp contention between your flesh and your spirit, and Satan's main door into your life is in the area of, is through your flesh. Now, we're about to read the three temptations of Jesus. Now, because Satan is very familiar with you, he takes advantage of the weaknesses in your flesh to operate. So, Jesus said, the spirit is willing. There are many people listening to me. At times, the will of God is clearly known to you. Your spirit is willing, but the flesh is very, very weak. And it happens in three areas primarily. Exactly where we read on Sunday, 1 John 2, 16. That all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, and the pride of life. The fight of flesh against the spirit in every Christian it's always in one of these areas. Some are so carnal that it's not one area. It's all the three areas. <laughs> Loss of the flesh has to do with feeling. That's why you have sexual temptations and all those things. Loss of the eye. So loss of the flesh, part of it is jealousy. In Galatians 5, all those works of the flesh listed, they are under these three categories. Either they are lost of the flesh lust of the eyes, or pride of life. So the Bible says, Galatians 5, that the works of the flesh are plain. And they began to list them. These are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. Now, lasciviousness has to do with lust of the eye. Now, fornication, adultery, lust of the flesh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seductions, or se seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, re revelings, and such like. They are too numerous to be counted. Whereas the fruit of the Spirit, they are just nine. But these ones, they are plenty. Because it's a fallen world. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Now, you can actually divide all these items on the list into any of those three categories, those three branches. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, or pride of life. It's in any of those three. And when there is coming a temptation, Satan knows the one that you are weak to us. And what builds us up against such is prayer. So Jesus admitted 
that my soul is sorrowful. I am looking at the cross, which is the will of the Father. Ah, but that part is painful. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. You know, <laughs> anyway, any of those things. So Jesus saw the will of the Father. How many times do Christians know the will of God? But the will of God and flesh, they don't go together. At times, in the area of pride of life, it is the will of God. The woman knows that the Bible says I should submit. But she must reply. She must say her opinion. Now the flesh is stronger than the spirit. A man knows. Pride comes when you see the word of God and you go your own way. There's no way. And it has many ramifications. You know, there is, uh, I told them on Sunday, little did I know on Sunday when I was teaching on giving and everything, and I, I didn't know that a video was going to come out on Tuesday or Wednesday, and, and I told them to bring that from, so I, it doesn't look as if I'm replying, uh, uh, careful, or whatever, but the person that said, because I remember something like that happened also uh, when we were at the former venue. I thought on women wearing trousers, and I explained that. And if I started like a joke, that all of you wearing trousers, do you know why you are wearing it? What of if it's wrong? Do you know whether it's wrong? Do you have Bible? Do you have a scripture? How do you know that it's right? Or you are just in a church where they wear trousers and you feel that because they wear it, it is okay. Now what about if I'm leading you astray? Because the word of God must be your foundation. So I ask some ladies, do you know why is it right? Why is it not wrong to wear trousers? And none of them could answer. And then the following week, a popular man of God, who is into holiness move, spoke in his own church, against women went to something like that. And then a, a blogger brought it up. Somebody just wrote that pastor, shall I reply, pastor, so, so. And in no time, he got, that video got 350,000 views. And I said, I didn't know that. I might disagree with this great man of God on how he views that. And that's that the kumi. I will not argue with such people. If I knew he spoke about it, I wouldn't even talk. I might not agree with what I said, but I don't do that to respond to no, we don't go come around show a show of knowledge. If they believe that in their church, I honor the man and I know he's a man of God. We might disagree on some things, but we don't disagree on death and resurrection and Jesus Christ is Lord and all those things. You understand? Uh -huh. So the same thing goes for the argument. And whatever uh, the man that spoke said about, uh, I used to tell people about tithe and all those things, all the people have been abusing power, they put it on their full social media. Even though the man emphasized there that when New Testament giving is not time, but it's giving even more than even said more. But I don't go about that. Say the, the problem is this. Believers should be careful of moving into two extremes. In the message, he mentioned that a church will say, and he was talking about some of the mistakes he made in the past, that if you are not a tata, we can't counsel you, we can't join you and marry. Well, some of us have been speaking against that a long time ago. That we give according to Abraham. That's why I've never used the word pay tithe. Pay looks like a deal you must pay. We give Abraham gave. And it's called the father of faith. There was no law when Abraham gave tithe. There was no law. And there was no cause that if you don't give it, window of heaven. Abraham gave by faith. The descendant turned it to law. 
Did you get that? Period. And if Jesus said, if you're Abraham's seed, do the deeds of Abraham. And I still told you on Sunday, New Testament people don't stop at tight. It's too low. It's for men in the world. We go beyond it. One of the people I give, somebody asked me a question. Okay, you said New Testament give. Okay, let's go by New Testament. The Bible said that they sold their land and brought the money to apostles. So go and sell your car and your land and bring the money here. Then the apostle didn't know what to say again. Shabi, you said that's New Testament. That's the giving recorded in New Testament. And if you say the Bible talks about giving all time, so if I'm giving and what I want to give is a tenth of my portion, does it make it wrong? So 11 is correct, 9 is correct, 12 is correct, but 10 is wrong. Something is wrong with you. I get what I'm saying. It's just people are give and, and, and when they know, it, it's sort of... <laughs> but that's not my... <laughs> that's not my direction. See, if any man has gone beyond the Bible by telling people that if they are not titled, they are going to, or anybody has gone beyond the Bible to say that if you are not entitled, we are not counseling you, we are not joining you, you should repent. But don't come and say that doctrinally this is wrong, this one, no. Uh, some of us, we, we know, that's what, I, I mean, you say God help the body of Christ, there are all kinds of things going on, and just many things going on. Amen. Hallelujah. But that's not my focus. Amen. Are you with me? <laughs> You know, and people like that kind of debate. You see, if you are not persuaded, keep your money. After all, are you not surprised that the church has been getting on without you for a long time? It's amazing the way people think. But I just showed you what Apostle of Grace said, Apostle Paul. He that soweth sparingly. You can't change it. And he that soweth bountifully shall reap. But it's the direct word of the Lord. The Bible says that the measure with which you give it shall be measured back to you. Very true. Yeah. When I give in millions, I receive in millions. It, it's, it's directly in the Bible. Every seed produces after its own kind. What does it mean of whatever a man sows, the same shall he reap? You cannot plant corn and reap maize. The same thing, money is in categories. Period. It's not a gimmick. You should see this the beginning of everything is that. Maybe I will talk a little on Sunday about understanding church. No, the Bible talks about the fact that is any sick among let him call for the elders. James did not even say, Let them look for me. If he's a member of a church and the leaders of that church pray with him, there will be healing. But you see, the way many people practice church is not the way church evolved in that of apostle. To say you're a member of the church that time, you're a member of a family, you don't hold back. When even Peter asked even Ananias' wife, Sapphira, who just lied, did you sell the land, but she told the truth. You don't lie to people in the church. They are the people who cover you. They don't criticize and attack you for the mistakes you have made. Neither do you cover yourself. It's like covering yourself from someone that will bathe you. When the Lord started church, he expected the it's a community that if any two of you shall bind anything, but there, are, there shouldn't be somebody full, full, filled with food and somebody hungry in the same church. God never planned church to be this way. When they brought the money to apostles, they distributed to everyone who had needs. But nowadays, number one, if, they, if I thought somebody brings the money, many people do have needs, we lie that they have needs. You understand what I'm saying? You dare not do that right now. Even if you let people know a member that is rich, before it gets to the Kaiba already using style, the Lord is leading them to tell him about things that they need. 
But the church then was not, everybody was playing. Nobody will come and meet the apostle and say, the money they just gave, sir, I need school fees, if they did not need it. So there was truth. Character is the first thing we need to fix in Christianity. After that, all other things can follow. And you wouldn't talk to a believer then who will go behind you and start saying what you have said. So everybody felt comfortable coming out to say that, you know what? The Bible said those who had books of magic, they brought it out and it was burnt publicly in, among the disciples. Nobody was ashamed. Look, brother, I've been sleeping around. I need help. Pray with me. And the brother will not talk to somebody about it. When we have church like that, the glory of Christianity will rise. But it's not really so. Of course, you tell people something about yourself now, they use it as, I mean, you, you know the way it goes in the body. So this is what the Lord is actually looking for. When a church is like this, if you find two or three Christians to pray with you about any matter, you will receive answers. You are not permitted to cover things and lie. You know, people even come to my office for counsel and they tell half truth. At times, the Holy Spirit will tell me, at times, even in the information, you can see that this is And you wonder, that, what is this old thing? It is still the same nature of Adam. As soon as he sinned against God, they took leave to cover themselves from the Almighty. One of the signs that a Christian has for that you begin to cover. Do you really care what people think about you? I know of how many pastors, as soon as they fell into sin of infidelity, they repented, came to the stage and told your congregation, God is using them mightily. Those who cover, who lied about, even denied it. I didn't deny it against the girl. People will believe for just one year. If you like to come out of trouble, bigger trouble will come, and that one will sink you. Yeah. You can shut up a girl because she's a young girl, she has no voice. Maybe you are the pastor, you are rich, you are popular. It's your word against her word. But if you don't repent and tell the truth openly, just a matter of time, you are going to meet your match one day. The one that will sink you with evidence. That's the truth. You know, the day, I don't know, the day I thought about, I spoke about, at times, a man begins to slide. He has not done anything wrong. But there are nice, we need to think about another lady, maybe in the office or something. Or there is um, an amount. He knows that this is a wrong money. He's been enticed. Number one, he does not want to tell his wife. Who could have started praying with him then? And let's say women are at times emotional. What about Christian friends? You can say, you know what? I don't know. All of a sudden, I'm seeing for like a day. I don't know what is going on. And in the office now, after work hours, we stay back to talk. You know, I actually told my wife that I was going for a meeting. It was actually I went to meet. Nothing has happened, but we are beginning to hang out together. You can easily be saved at that time. But people want to be macho men. You know, people don't fall for temptation in one day. It begins to build and build and build and build until one day. Why don't you just look for The moment you open your mouth to tell somebody, half of the problem is gone. We can help ourselves in God's house like this. Jesus just felt that he needed those guys. They had never heard him talk like that before. You, sorrowful? Well, he told them. He said, guys, this moment is tough. But then Jesus did something. When they wouldn't pray with him, he prayed by himself. Ah, Hebrews 5, 7 talks about the nature of the prayer that he prayed. He said, in the days of his flesh, he offered up prayer with tears. 
unto him that was able to deliver him from death. And he was held because of his godly fear. This is Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayer and supplication with strong cries and tears, he so much cried that what was coming out of his body was as thick as blood. See, at times, the temptations of life are so powerful that you have to withdraw yourself and pray. Sometimes it's not temptation, it is criticism. Sometimes it's an attack. Not a spiritual attack in terms of demon. People just say things against you that are not true. By the time you start replying back and fighting back, you've lost the battle already. Sometimes it's time to withdraw and pray. This is the son of the living God. Our firstborn, perfect example. The Bible says that he cried with tears. And the Bible says he was heard. Because he was going to veer off from divine pattern. He understood that he was to go to the cross. He had bragged about it before, destroyed this temple and I'll build it in three days. Of course he knew. As we were approaching Jerusalem, he said the Son of Man is going to be crucified. He understood the assignment. But as the assignment faced him, ah, he said, Lord, it's like God telling somebody to leave your job where they are paying you heavily. He said the spirit is willing. One guy led a guy to Christ in the school, in their school, and started mentor mentoring him. And they did a lecture in their fellowship and made the protege, the president, and made the mentor to be serving the protege. He died inside. And that one became arrogant. That's the first thing you should not make a novice a leader. They made this young man leader. He just became like this. The guy that was mentored was ordering the guy around. And the Lord told the guy that I am building something in you. Because who is it that ascended? But the one that first of all descended. That we are saying. Sometimes when God wants to take you to the highest level, it takes you down. May you submit. See, your body will not like it. Pastor Adeboye was interpreting for Paki Daomi, who was not educated. Adeboye was a professor. And he was interpreting. And interpreting. And then he said one day, Baba was sitting there. Someone else was to preach. And I was just say, oh yeah, come and interpret for me. He said he was mad. He said the man saw was in his heart. The man would run away. He said, of course, he couldn't say no. Because he was just like, what is wrong with this one? I understand I'm, I'm Geo's interpreter. Who are you to come and also, don't you see other interpreters there? He said, but he interpreted for the guy. And as he was going to, the Lord said that, so you have become so big that you cannot interpret for my servant again. And for days, the voice of God disappeared. He, first of all, he ran into traffic. You see, when God, <laughs> when you fear of Satan is waiting, and he will do a tremendous job. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> there was a guy that went to a city he shouldn't go to. <laughs> he was still inside the bus when they took his <laughs> And then the problem, the persecution started even before he landed. At least, Satan, let me, let me, let me land where I'm going. To operate this so before you start torturing me. I see they are waiting. Because your protection is in being in the will of God. Hallelujah. You must be wise enough not to play into the hands of them. Don't go to where God has not sent you to go to. So if you marry someone that God doesn't want you to marry, you will suffer. And your suffer, your suffering will be directly proportional to the grace of God upon your life. If the grace is much, the suffering will be much. 
Because the higher you go in the realm of the spirit, the more Satan hates you. So the more your punishments. A baby Christian that doesn't know anything cannot pray. His own problem with more, but your own. Because you know the truth. Hallelujah. So if you are casting out demons or not, don't go to hell. Ah! <laughs> All the demons we welcome with celebration. <laughs> they start they service your head. It's from the entrance that your persecution will start. <laughs> they start tormenting you before you enter. Now you come out in Justin. Come out in Justin. Now you are here. Come, 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 come. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you are you? <laughs> Are you with me? Praise the Lord. All these three areas. So Matthew 4, maybe we can continue from here on Sunday. So Satan said to Jesus, if thou be the son of man, command this stone to be bread. It's also in Luke 4. Matthew 4, Luke 4. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. He was hungry. The Bible says after 40 days and 40 nights of abstaining from food and water, food, he was hungry. And Satan arranged that temptation. I want to say this to church. Be careful when you are desperate for something. That is when the enemy comes in. Then be careful when you rise to the highest in your moment of prosperity. When you are down, and when a breakthrough has just happened, they are actually the most, the two most dangerous moments of your life. When that man, I don't want to mention his name, in Oscar, when he got the award and gave the MC a slap, the slap that went viral. You know, there's a Washington side, there was a believer, and he told the guy when he came to say, he said, be careful. At your highest moment, Satan comes for you. You know, Will Smith said so. That, that was what they said told him when he went back to sit down. Your highest moments. If you had moments to think before, they wouldn't do that. Your highest moments. This is why, sincerely speaking, when God elevates you, be more careful. You can't sustain much injury if you fall from this chair. What about if you multiply the height 100 times? The higher you go, and maybe I will teach you one day things that can keep us humble. Stay in touch with the base. There are friends who might not rise as much as you have risen. Not the ones who bite you and not those, but there are some that you still need to keep around you. You need to always remember. I taught a series in church one time. Remember, forget not. To forget things in the Bible is a sin. You need to keep some things around that can remind you where you are coming from. Yes. They were in a big party one time in America or wherever, and it was a buffet. And now Bishop Idaosa, when he had become a world figure, just took a very tiny piece of me, leg of a chicken. I said, is that what you want? He said, I just want to remind myself that there was a time I couldn't even afford this. You must remind yourself, because nobody will do that for you. You know the funny thing? There is not one scripture that says that we should pray that God should humble us. If you pray that God should humble you, you might be asking for disaster. The Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. God, <laughs> it is your job, it is my job. It is not God's job. There is no scripture that says you should pray that God should humble you. But there are many scriptures that talk about you being humble. 
So it is, I heard it from the priest first time, many years ago. God wants you to humble yourself. Well, I heard it from there, but I have not checked. Somebody might say, I heard this. I don't know. But when he said so, I tried to think about the ones and I couldn't come. If you come up with somebody, fine. But I do know that you're going to find a lot of scriptures where God actually talks about you humbling yourself. So it's your personal responsibility. That means build things around you that will keep you humble. You know, that's why at times many of you don't know. You don't know why great people don't complain when they even criticize them. People are bad about You see, sometimes, eh? Sometimes. Satan will think he's harming you, but he's actually helping you. This church I mean one million tomorrow. Somebody will just deliberately, his own job now is to be on us. You know, there are many of them on social media. And they have people following them and they play adverts on their phone. Their job is to focus on a popular pastor, a popular celebrity, and they are nice. Only that that's an empty way to live. But you see, the lesson there for the pastor, you don't react to such things. One advantage from those things is that it helps you to still know that you are still a woman being. You see, fame can deceive, and fame is powerful. You can be detached from reality and start thinking that you are now an angel. You preach a message, two million people have watched in less than 24 hours. There's nowhere you go. They don't let you pay for it. They pay for you. Presidents of nations are coming to seek you. Sometimes you need a persecution that can remind you that you are still mortal. That is the purpose at times. Because by the time somebody eats you bad and starts saying things, you just kneel down and say, Father, help me. Because it helps you to just understand it is true. Are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, Lord Jesus. Is someone blessed tonight? Whether lust of the flesh, whether lust of the high, say the first thing you should do after this message is that you should know the weaknesses that you have and you need to pray about it. If a man knows that somehow you can't just keep your eyes away from ladies, you should, now you're about to marry, something should tell you that you just know. You already know where the enemy will wait for you. Two, three years into the marriage, there's another lady in the office. And remember, when you say, I've told you before, saying you want to marry a beautiful woman, a, that your wife is fine, does not mean other women will not become ugly. So those who think that, <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I will control my, I'll just make sure I marry a beautiful wife. Well, you can marry a beautiful, as soon as you marry the beautiful wife, does, all other girls in town will now become ugly, right? No. By the power of prayer like Jesus did, as you turn yourself into, as you turn to, as you spend time praying, that uh, level, whatever level, either the lust or the flow of the eye is, it begins to come down. You can actually get to a point where it is completely taken out of your system as you pray. What about a man that is proud? See, part of your prayer as you are praying, God will start bringing you into situations. Those situations will lead you to humility. Yes. But then the prayer gives you self-control. You want to tell them what you have and who you think you are, and there is a restraining force from inside that is not necessary. I am the head of this. You can't just finish it. Just let it go. People say things... And you want to respond. Don't you know who I am? And you can't just say it. 
If you are a man who gets angry, of course he's waiting for you there. All these things, the more you rise, the more also they are amplified and the more dangerous they become. That's why Satan is waiting. He saw it that day when Moses killed one and buried the guy. For 40 years, Satan was quiet. Moses was about 40 when that thing happened. If I had more than 40 years, Satan kept quiet for more than 40 years. By 80, he returned to Egypt. He took them to the wilderness. Somewhere in between, when they worshipped the golden calf, he took the commandment that he took him 40 days and 40 nights to receive from the mountain. He smashed it on the floor, broke into pieces, sprinkled the ashes on water and forced people to drink the water. And one day, and God didn't hold it that against him. God is very merciful. Then 14,000 people died one day. He said, who is on the Lord's side? And guys took their sword. Said, waste these idiots. And God still didn't say anything. No, God is merciful. Satan was just building a case. And one day, speak to the rock. And you know, Jesus is the rock. First Corinthians 10 said that they drank from the rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. And he took the rod, and the first one said, Must we bring you water from this rock? And then zoom. And God said that you did not sanctify me before the people. Ah. Protocols in the spirit are very serious. Somehow men around me, they seem to understand it very well. We talk, we laugh, we talk about football and everything. But when I still say something, they take it very seriously. All the pastors, sincerely. Pastor Billy lives with me. We just, we can talk, 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 talk. But when I say, but I don't talk like with other people because they might not understand. You see, when I talk about garments, I spoke about touch or tear. Many of whom I not remember. So the woman with the issue of the blood touched the garment of Jesus and she was healed. King Saul tore the garment of Samuel. And Samuel turned back and said, for doing this, you've lost the kingdom. If Moses spoke to the rock, he would have touched the garment of Jesus. When he hit the rock, he tore the garment. And the Lord said, just like Samuel said to Saul, God also said to you that, you know what, Johnny hands here. Someone is going to cross them over, not you. And Moses prayed. The second time he talked about God said that don't mention that issue again. The case is, so he said, the best I can do for you, go and climb Mount Prince also, and then just look around. See the promised land. When you see it, then go and die there. That's all. And that was it. You know, God is, God is, um, I hope, you know, we, now Sunday we're having three services. I'm looking forward to it. I've already started doing that. Quite a number of people came for the train on, Monday, on Sunday night, last Sunday of the month. I will be finding time in between where I can ask the whole church to come together. This time around, we can go two hours straight, talk about this kind of touch on here, protocols in there, things we need to understand. You can rise very easily. God has provisions in every church for people. See, there is a general church. Once you are born again, you are baptized into one body by the Spirit. That one body, 1 Corinthians 12, is registered in heaven. But God puts everybody. You can be in, all of us can be in GSS 1. Many of you remember in secondary school, but there is GSS 1A. 
there's just one B, there's just one C, there's one D. In my own school, I don't know of yours. They might be doing mathematics as the first period in years 1A. 1B might be English. 1C might be... Is that true? Was it like that in your school? Even though the same school, the same uniform, different classes, the timetable, that was what happened with the seven children in Revelation. They were not giving the same message. When believers begin to go from church to church, that is the beginning of the problem of many people. See, those who are in an assembly, who are workers there, they serve God with their gift and talent. We never need any prophets. If there is need, if their church is not the primary assignment of the pastor, it's not a prophet. And there is need for God, God to let somebody see something for them. If, a, if the pastor invites a prophet, part of the case he will deal with will be their case because they are members of that church. If I bring my birthday boy here now, you don't need to try to see him after the meeting. It is registered in heaven that he has come for this family. As he prayed, do you know how many people share testimony of what happened when Baba Loki came in last time, last two times he came in? Some of the prophecy he gave. Now, there was a man in our midst that something happened between himself and the wife. Now, you don't know, just one person. So, it's a case of infidelity. Now, the wife against the husband. I want to ask the wife, did this thing happen? She said, yes, with tears. Once she said no, second, and the man lost. Honestly, even me, I didn't want to tell the man again. But you know what? I told you before that sometimes, many of you don't know that when I'm a lawyer, times I cry. I didn't know what to say. I just said, Lord, only you can rebuild this home. Two weeks after Bishop Loki came up, and he just said that there is a man here. Your wife offended you. And that the Lord wants you to. The man told me, he knew that God's will was for him to forgive the wife, but the picture stayed before him that no. Say, Pastor, I'm not doing this. Why should she do this? He said, I know I'm supposed to forgive her, but I can't just some, I can't seem to have the energy. And I'm not going to deny it. I can't have the energy. I just began to pray. They left my presence with me just praying, not knowing what to say. That okay, this one, I didn't know what to say. But when he gave that word, as if something dark left the guy, turned to her right there in the cyber and said, It's over. And Bishop Luke said, I won't break through, will be coming shortly after that. And shortly after, he came to announce to me, Imagine something massive. Not one, not two, not three property, massive stuff given to them. And since that time, God knows. Oh, we tell the body of Christ what I've just said now. Because nowadays people just move and move around. And then they are in this prayer, they are in this prayer, they join this prayer online, join this prayer online. Whereas a prayer by guys in their units will solve their problem. You don't go for household, but you go around. Have you seen a poster without an address? They have posted your blessing many times to the cell center. The angel over there is saying that these are people I recognize as those who can pray with you. But you are going here and there. And when you ask people, of all the times you've been going, what has happened? I'm not saying it's wrong to go for another. We know we are not like, we don't control people here. But I'm just saying that people should sit down and question certain things. When you are a bona fide member, you should be a member. As the pastor is praying, he's getting to you. Let me tell you one secret, and I hope everybody's watching. Everybody's listening, and those who are watching. This message has to go out. Do you know 
just remove the part where I talk about the pastor that talked about tithes because I don't always want it to look like I'm replying somebody. It's not in my nature. It's not necessary. The people I'm saying to, they understand what we are saying, and so I don't bother myself about those things. Amen. Um, the Lord told Aaron to wear the names of the 12 tribes of Israel on his chest. And God told him, none of those bottoms must fall off. Each bottom represented each of the tribe. He had it on his chest. And God said, when you appear before me, you must wear that thing. I want to see those names, but I want to see them. And the thread, the, the, the twine, the, the rope that was holding those names, they were on his shoulder to the back. In other words, shoulder these people. Put their names on your chests. They must be close to your hearts. And when you appear before me, you must appear that way. It is true. See, if a pastor comes up now and he begins to teach people, even if he emphasizes um, Galatians 6, 7, some people will get angry. You know, people are in churches all over the world. They have never given to the pastor before. You all know I don't need anything from any man. But it's part of understanding the scriptures. I too have pastors. Three things I don't do. My past, one of my pastors about time would require. I can never remember. I can't remember the day I ever went to his house empty and dead. Does he need anything from me? But you see, I am a follower of the word of God. Many of you have been there for over three years. I have never asked anybody to give me anything. But if it's the truth of the word, you better get it into your life. It is true. Very true. But that's what the Bible teaches. I showed you on Sunday women who are given to Jesus. The Bible didn't say if we don't do this, we have that. But the Bible doesn't talk about what we have if we don't do this. It talks about what you should do. But you are wise not to know that when you do something, God has a reason for asking you to do it. It is true. This one, I'm not asking anybody to. I'm just saying that. See, general all over the border. Some people, not that they are bad people. They, don't, they just don't know. So they go to church, they enjoy the message, and then they go. Part of your responsibility from time to time if any Christian doesn't have anything, you are words of encouragement. You can send the message. Sometimes not the main person might not have access to it. What about heads of department? Thank you for all you do. Thank you for praying for me. That's a seed. So it's not giving something only. But of course, giving something is part of it. But if a all that person now just to say that, thank you, I'm praying for you. You see, I don't have money, but I can pray for you. I appreciate what you are doing. After service, thank you for that word. The people receive what they nod their head and they go. It's as if the word too will nod his head in their hearts and depart. <laughs> and they're expressing, don't teach me something powerful spiritually. If you do, I'm going to give something to you. Ask everyone around me and they will tell you, from apostle to bishop to every other person, they will tell you. Even down to minister like Dulce and all of them. Yeah. By the grace of God, whatever they want to do, I try to be part of it. It is New Testament. It is the Word of God. But that's not a focus. I'm just saying to you that there are many. But I'm focusing more today on why people should know what is important. If you have a group of three or four in a church, let's say you are in the ushering unit. If those people pray with you about anything, and we've seen too many of those things here. You see, at leaders' level, my priority more is to the leaders. I usually beg people that I don't counsel, they counsel, because we have seen something that I deal with them. I've said at this time that I don't join people in marriage. 
I only join leaders who are normal. We have a few of us who are not here, they are the only ones I've said. Like tomorrow I'm getting my next Thursday and I'm going to preach on a wedding. Uh, Tracy got married last week, uh, two weeks ago, and I joined her. Before I had not joined anybody in ages because other pastors will do that. But if you are a leader, I'm committed to that. Amen. The only thing I do is that when people are joining this church, they bring coolers for choir and pastors. So me, I'm at the office and they send mine. And I collect by this by the special grace of God. When it's time to share food, I come and say, oh, the, what about with the officiating minister? <laughs> Even though I've not been joining them. So in case you are doing wedding, if you see five pastors out, remember there is number six. I'm telling you now. <laughs> Hallelujah. You will have to, except the Holy Spirit tells you, okay, attend this particular wedding and join. I don't go for reception. I don't do all those things. And it must be something very serious for me to be able to. Not because of anything. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with going for a party if you don't do something wrong there. Some of us, it's not spirituality making me not to do this. It's just a person, personality issue. Even when I was young, said they were burying my grandma. I was the first to leave the place. I woke up my father. I said, when they put the woman down, they wanted to start drinking and dancing. Uh, to start enjoying you know, a normal party. I just woke up to cater. I cannot have a plate of After I finished, I told my father, I cannot have the key to the house. <laughs> the, the way he gave the key to me, I see if he was being robbed. <laughs> like, Are you okay? And what that I just went to my Saturday night. I was watching TV. I just looked at the whole party. Growing up, party has never been my thing. So when people sit down in party for three, four hours, I'm just wondering. I told you my rule. I only attend the party where we have a representative in the kitchen. And once they serve us, I'm done. After all, what else after eating? <laughs> Amen. You see, let's rise. <laughs> there are temptations to overcome by minding where you go to. Okay? Yeah. If you stay on your own lane and you don't go to some place, some temptations will not come. Yes. I went to preach in the city and there were some wild, some girls having a wild party, almost naked at the reception. So my friend came to see me and he asked me, do you, how do you say you stay in hotel or where they invite you? How do you come with people like this? I said, well, I don't know the people you are talking about. I, <laughs> I entered the room since four o'clock. I said, I had morning session, I preach. My next session is tomorrow morning. I said, I've been in the room. After praying, when I stopped praying, I read something. When I stopped reading, I was watching a match on TV. I said, so I don't, say sometimes you, when they put you in your room, just stay there so that your eyes will not behold iniquity. So I said, it is when you start strolling around and you start, you start singing some things that you should not see. So if you stay in your room, I mean, as I'm enjoying the match, the Champions League was going on down. I said, so, and after the league, I'll pray a little more and go and sleep. So I don't know what is happening downstairs. I don't need to go there. Amen. Save yourself at times. Go to only places you should go to. And when you go to those places, you don't spend too much time. Yeah. Before the devil notices you are, that you are there, go. <laughs> so before he signals one demon to arrange something, you, you've gone. I mean, as he's talking, just sees you going. Now he's angry. Ah, look at the person we are planning for. You have left. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, it's coming on service. Let's take on <laughs> Blessed be God. Is somebody blessed tonight? Hallelujah. We will continue on Sunday. Amen. This is why we pray. 
And this is why we are a part of a family. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I feel like we should continue along this line on Sunday. Church, other believers standing by you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. There are many attacks that other Christians will help you take care of as we pray together. Because we belong to a body. They pray. This is important. I will never forget what a man of God told him. I don't want me to mention, but it's been here to preach before. It's a son to a popular man of God that you all know in Nigeria. In the early days of their church, somewhere in Lagos, there was a woman that was extremely diabolical. She was like a marabout. She sees into the spirit. And she didn't like the fact that the church was there. They were just very few. They just left school there. So was still a young minister. And the woman drew the curtain. She was always seeing something on the screen. She would see anybody and she would attack them. And she called the name of this pastor. He's been there before, you know. And, and when she called the name, it was the spiritual father that appeared there. And told the woman that, call her one more time. Call him one more time and you are gone. And the spiritual man I'm talking about, actually Bishop, it was one that appeared. I said, leave my son alone. Don't try this again. When the woman saw it, she just, she became born again later. And she confessed what happened. Do you know that certain battles can be beyond you only? Do you know that missionaries have gone to some villages to pray that and they all died there? Have you read stories like that before? Many times. Some were crossing into a village, the boat capsized, they all died. I think that even Kajuma has escaped one like that. For I think she was the only one that escaped or something like that. Stories like that. Native daughter gathered in one city and they killed the evangelist that brought the gospel there. They killed the guy. Some they sent soldiers and they killed. God will not let you fight some battles alone. We call lion the king of animals. But can one lion take a rhino? He will not live to tell the story. So lion being called the king of animals, I tell they are wise enough to organize themselves. Do you notice now? Sometimes it will be five lions against one buffalo. There are some animals that a lion will not, even though lion is called the king of animals, he will not attempt some animals alone. He will wait for them to be like four or five. That tells you something. You are a king. You have the anointing over your head. But don't go into some battles alone. Yeah. Women who have always found another woman praying for them, praying with them for their husband. 90% of them want the husband for Christ. 90%. It's always like that. When they have a group of two or three women that they just pray repeatedly. Yeah. I know when the husband was in the, he's still a position, very popular. But the day God brought him on his knees, he went and carried all the jars he had in his house and he threw it away. The wife started praying with other two, three ladies in their church. They would just keep praying for the man. And one day, he came, now he has joined them to be attending the same church. He threw away the charms that the wife did not even know that he had. Family. Praying together. Hallelujah. Have you served everybody? Let's be faster. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Say, I'm one with Christ. He lives in me. I live in him. In him I live. In him I move. In him I have my being. Tonight coming on, I speak in the name of Jesus Christ. Whatsoever 
especially people trusting God for something in their body. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We take this as a sign. We believe Jesus Christ. We believe in the blood that was shed. It also means exodus. We step out of evil into the goodness of God. We step out of problem into the solution by the power of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ. The victory that is obtainable in the blood, the breaches that the blood offers, we receive it in Jesus' name. The blood speaks over me. Say it to yourself. The blood speaks over my family. It speaks peace. It speaks good things. I receive perfect hell tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And by faith, I declare, I step out of anything that is not God's will for my life. And I step into the night that they took blood in Egypt, that they shed the blood of animals. They all came out victorious and God gave them favor in the sight of the Egyptians tonight in the name of Jesus by faith I applied the blood I to step out of any negative situation into God's plan God's will and God's favor you can go ahead and take the bread anyway thank you Lord Jesus Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. Father, we give you praise. We honor you. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.